every nonprofit executive director feels at some point or another, hopefully not forever, like they're wearing all the hats, right? We hear this all the time. I wear all the hats and I would hire staff, but I can't afford it. And so everything's kind of left on me to do it because if I'm not going to do it, who's going to do it? And the thing is, is if you're going to scale and you're going to be sustainable because you can't wear all the hats forever, right? Then you do need to start delegating some tasks and you're like, cool, Rebecca, I would love to delegate some tasks. I already told you I don't have the money. I don't have the capacity to hire somebody to delegate to and I can't trust volunteers to do it. And it all still ends up falling on me. And that is why I'm not telling you to hire staff, but if you're at a point where you're like, I could really use some extra staff, then you 100% have to optimize your automations. And automations are simply system triggered actions that happen automatically, meaning you don't need a manual process for it. And the world of automations has just exploded in recent years, really taking away so many of the tasks that a typical executive assistant would take on or a typical like admin assistant. All, a lot of their tasks can just be done by automation. So I would actually tell you before you hire that staff member, go through and optimize your systems for automations where you can. And that way, when you're hiring somebody, you're truly hiring somebody that it takes a person to do it. And it's not something that you can just simply get a system to do. So today we're going to talk about the top five things nonprofits should automate. Let's talk about it. Welcome to episode 45 of the Four Purpose Live Show, where I help you get clear, get focused, and be impactful by showing you how to step fully into the calling that you've been given without taking on that common narrative that nonprofits have to struggle. That's right, we can get you in your sweet spot using your talents and your strengths to serve this world simply by living for purpose, on purpose. I'm Rebecca Britt, your host, and today we are talking about automations, which are like one of my most favorite things in the world because they can take a lot of time to build in the beginning and it's like a big system that you get in place. And sometimes in automations, I'm like, oh my gosh, you have to think of everything and this is a lot to do. But the beauty is you do it once and you walk away and then the system is running and you never have to look at it again. I mean, you should probably audit it like once a year, but it's just this beautiful system that's running and people are getting their needs met and work is getting done and uh, you know, your community, your donors are feeling like you're outreaching them even though you're not personally taking the time to do it. If you are a executive director or a founder and you've stepped out in faith and you are working for a nonprofit and you feel like you are wearing all the hats and you feel like what you're doing isn't sustainable and you're completely exhausted and you're overwhelmed and uh, even when I bring up automations, you want to crawl under a desk because you know you should have them, Like you're just overwhelmed by one more thing that you have to do. I get it. Like, I get it. Please head on over to forpurposelive.com slash secrets and check out my web class of how to run a thriving nonprofit without killing yourself because I was there, I get what you're going through, and you don't need to live for a nonprofit. You can live for purpose, okay? And that means freeing yourself up to focus on what sets your heart on fire and forgetting the rest. So one way in which we do that is through automations. So let's talk about 
five things that you can do right now to automate and how you would do that and really what you would get from it, okay? So the very first automation that I would tell you about is definitely a welcome email sequence or any email sequence for that matter. So what this is, is some people call it a drip campaign, but what it is is when somebody joins your newsletter, they automatically get a sequence of emails over the next six weeks or 10 weeks or a couple weeks, however long you wanna do it. As a nonprofit, you should really use this as awareness. So I have a program model, Stable Moments, which is developing uh, life skills in foster and adopted youth for healthy transitions into adulthood. And it uses equine assisted learning, we do individualized plans of care for each kid. We have color-coded category, life skills section. Like there are so many elements to this program that it is just very hard to articulate quickly to somebody coming to my website all the amazing benefits of the program, okay? And all the elements and how structured it really is. But what's great is all I need to do is entice them a little bit. Have them be like, oh, this is neat. Neat enough to get on our newsletter, get on our mailing list. And then I send a sequence of 10 emails breaking down the program. So, you know, the first one might just be like, welcome, thank you for supporting us, stable moments, like a little bit of the history. The next one talks about our intake assessments, like how structured those are and why we do intake and why intake matters. Then our next one is about plans of care. Every kid gets a plan of care and what that does and how that helps mentors. And the next thing is color-coded activities. Okay, so they are like, wow, as they're getting this, they're realizing like you have taken a lot of time to develop all of the elements of a really cool model and now you're spoon feeding them all the amazingness of your program. So all you have to do, like if you're like, I don't even know what to write in 10 welcome emails. You don't need to be like, donate, get involved. Da, da, da. Like, yeah, those things are great. Talk about what you do, what your heart is, what your mission is. What's the problem? What's the solution? Why are you the solution? Why should people trust you to do it? What are some really beautiful stories that have come out of your programming, okay? So you can easily, like, it, they don't need to be long emails. Show your different programs that you have. Uh, have a quote from a person that went through that program. Talk about your impact. And then, yes, you can sprinkle in a couple how to get involved, like volunteer, you can sprinkle in some donate asks, but not everyone should be an ask. This really should just be awareness and you're like starting the conversation. Like if you could sit down with somebody for an hour and tell them all the amazing stuff about your program and your organization, what would you tell them? Now take that into bite sizes and just make that 10 emails, okay? Now you get a welcome email sequence and you're like, but how do I do that? So a lot of the email providers out there actually offer this now. So, you know, there's Active Campaign, there's uh, MailChimp. You do need some, some mechanism for collecting email addresses and sending newsletters. So if you already are sending newsletters, check with the uh, newsletter platform that you have and see if they have automations built in. Just Google, like say you have MailChimp, MailChimp drip campaign, and it will tell you how to sign it, send it, uh, set it up. If you have active campaign, you likely have automations going already because that's what active campaign is for, is literally for like tracking all of your audiences and it's very sophisticated. But 
if you don't have something collecting email addresses, you need it yesterday, okay? And so you can go through, and I would just Google, I Google everything, so just Google like top email providers for nonprofits and see what comes up and then subscribe. If you have a website like Wix, Wix has this native. They actually collect, they have a CRM, it's not great, but they collect email addresses and then you can, for their like Ascend program, you can purchase automations. So let's talk about purchasing because we're going to go through and I'm going to talk about, you know, getting MailChimp or using uh, Zapier, which is a way to create automations. You might be thinking like, oh gosh, I have to spend $200 here. I have to spend whatever it is, $49 a month. And that's a lot. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. I want you to think of all of these automation costs as removing needing for a staff. So you, I'm sure, have thought for a long time about how you would like an admin assistant or someone like that. Well, if you think that you are willing to pay an admin assistant, whatever, 20 bucks an hour to write these emails or to schedule social media posts or to write written notes to your donors or whatever, just think about you'd much rather pay $49.99 a month. You write all the content up front but it just gets sent out and you don't need to pay somebody's salary to do that. So when you're looking at these costs, think about how much it will save you if you don't need to pay a staff member to do it. And if you have, if you can stop doing it, like if your people are joining your newsletter and they are not hearing from you again until you, your next monthly newsletter, you really want to onboard them. Welcome them. This is the door that they're coming through. The virtual door, which we have more and more of, like we have such an opportunity to tell them about our amazing cause because they've gone on and and they have um, subscribed to the newsletter. So you should also, like if you take donations, those donations should be added to a newsletter. Like those email addresses should be added to a newsletter. So let's say you do donations through PayPal. You can make it, and Zapier is the integration I'm going to talk about. It's a platform that literally integrates all of these different things you have going on. So you can make it so when somebody makes a donation through PayPal, a zap happens through Zapier, and it zaps and adds that email address and that person to your MailChimp account so that it's automated. So if somebody goes through your website and places a donation, it's adding them automatically to your email provider. And then the email provider has another trigger that's saying, oh, we have a new person. Now we're gonna send them a welcome sequence and now they're getting 10 emails, okay? What you can also do is make it a donor sequence. So rather than giving them a welcome sequence or maybe, okay, let's say somebody goes on your website, they get the first 10 emails, one of those makes them donate. Then they donate, they become a donor. Now they automatically get subscribed to a donor drip where you are giving them like, thank you so much for uh, the support. This is what your money supports. This is how impactful we've been. So now you're cultivating your donors and they're moving along this journey, this cultivation journey without ever talking to you, but they're getting your heart. They're understanding you and where you're coming from in your mission and how you're using their money and all of that. So you just have to write it once and they get all this communication from you. Then they get your normal newsletters and they get your normal end of year campaigns and they get get to go to events or whatever that you have, but they feel onboarded and part of something, okay? So the second automation I want to talk about is social media scheduling. If you are going on Facebook and using Business Suite 
in scheduling to, I mean, I guess if you just have Facebook and Instagram, that's fine. But the social media schedulers that are out there allow you to upload all of your posts. So you upload your graphic, you upload your post. It allows you to change it a little bit for each platform. Like Twitter, you might want a shorter description. Instagram, you might want hashtags. Like it allows you to put it all in one post and then it blasts it out to all of the social media platforms. So if people do go to LinkedIn, if people do go to Twitter, if people do go to Instagram, at least you're not not there, okay? So it allows you to do it once. I have somebody on my team put a bunch of stuff in my scheduler and then they post it for approval. So I actually just have to go in and I just click approve to make sure that, you know, everything that's going out fits my standard, but it is all in a schedule ready to go. And we have a month's worth of content. So when those things are going out, it is not me doing that. That is something we planned a while ago and it's sitting there and it's ready to go, okay? And it's really nice because it allows you to plan far out. I know May is foster care awareness month, so I'm gonna wanna do something for that. So I can load all my, I can start thinking about it now and load all my foster care awareness month posts in there and then may comes around and you know my kids are sick and i don't have time for anything and i'm looking on uh, instagram and i'm like oh look at these great foster care awareness posts i'm glad i did that so social media scheduling is a huge one so there's a bunch of companies out there there's promo republic there is loomly there's hootsuite orca hey orca you can Again, I would say you're already on YouTube, so I would go to YouTube and just say best social media schedulers. Google it, and a lot of times they'll have comparisons where it's like Hootsuite versus Loomly. Just make a choice, okay? Again, you're gonna go, oh my gosh, this is $700 a year. If you think about how much staff time you're saving, $700 a year is nothing to make sure everything's scheduled. The biggest issue nonprofits have is they go ahead and they like pull the trigger on one of these things and they pay the $700 and then they don't use it. They don't plan. They don't actually upload anything to it and it sits there, okay? So if you are going to pull the trigger and pay for it, then at least make sure you get your money's worth and make sure that you use it, okay? Set up your systems and processes to go in one day a month and upload the next month's worth of social posts, okay? Or have a volunteer do that. It makes it easier if you have a volunteer do that by having a scheduling platform, which you can have things uh, posted for approval because volunteers may or may not know to use the language that you use or your brand tone or your voice or your colors or whatever. So it's nice to be able to approve those. Okay, so social media scheduling, definitely need those automated if you are a nonprofit. If you are spending one second of your time going in and posting like in real time, no, 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 okay? Automation number three, I am very excited about. So I feel like it's really, really important that people get a personal touch. I like a personal touch, but I hate doing them. Like, I feel like the amount of time it takes to write a handwritten note and thank a donor and all of that, like I get that it's a high priority, but I don't love doing it. With automations, you can actually do written notes. So there is a company called Handwritten. There's a lot of companies out there, send out cards, thanks IO, but Handwritten, it's spelled with a Y, I'll put it in the show notes, is nice because it integrates with Zapier. So literally, you can make a zap that's like, when somebody places a donation, handwritten sends a handwritten note. 
And so, yes, like you go in and you write what donors should get. You can even do values. So like, thank you so much for your $4,500 donation. Like you can put in unique values. So it feels like you're really talking to them and, you know, put in their name. Thanks, Fred. Your $4,500 donation is going to help us. Da, 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 da. We love the support. Keep in touch, Rebecca, whatever. So you type out what you want. You can put your own stuff on it. Like you can put a picture of your kids or, you know, whatever your mission is, you can put a picture representing that. You can put your logo on the front and it opens up. It's this beautiful handwritten card that is signed by you. You can put your signature in there, okay? And once you write it once and you design the card once, maybe that's your donor card. Maybe your other card is when people come to an event. You can go in to Zapier and say, when someone registers for an event through whatever event platform you're using, they get a handwritten card. When they make a donation, they get a handwritten card and it will happen automatically. So all these people in the world are getting these beautiful handwritten notes from you and they feel great about it, but you took zero time to do it. And you shouldn't have staff or volunteers taking time to do it either. As much as people are like, oh, really handwritten and really from the heart and we include like a picture that a kid drew and all that, it's good. But if you don't have some other things in order, if you're not sustainable, if you don't have a bunch of staff, if you don't have a bunch of grant funding, you need to be spending your time on other things. And trust me, a handwritten note from a service like this, it's going to be a better use of your time. And it's going to be way better than uh, what most people have going on right now, which is they mean to write handwritten notes, but they get so far behind that they write them two months later. I don't want to thank you for a donation two months after I made it. Like I want somebody to be on it. Okay. So if you're going to do these nice things that are like, because you believe they're nice to do, then you have to do them well. So handwritten notes, that is something great to automate. And I believe you should be doing that. All right. Automated tasks. So if you have any type of task management system, if you use Asana, if you use Trello, which all have free versions, Slack, you can automate things. So you can basically say, oh, when this happens in my Gmail account, it creates a task in Asana. So I use the free version of Asana and I have an administrative assistant. As things come in, um, like a form is filled out, somebody needs to become a location and they need to be added to the website. I have them fill out a form and then I set up a zap that says when this form is filled out, create a task in Asana, assign it to my administrative assistant, make it due in four days, and then you can even make the description and you can have the description pull in from the form. So make a location for this person's name, for this organization, any pieces of the form you can pull into the description to help your staff member or your volunteer know what the task is and how they should do it. So that's one thing that I love is automated tasks. Every time this form goes out, if I can't find an automation, like there's not an automation right now that adds locations to my website. Like if I could just make that completely automated, I would be so happy. So if there is a situation where there isn't functionality to make something automated, then the, the at the very least, what you can do is create the task. So the zap goes, when this form is filled out, a task is created in Asana and you can create the task for yourself so that you know that you need to, let's say that you, you're not going to do handwritten and you're not going to 
take on uh, handwritten uh, send out cards, okay? Well, you could at least do when a donation is made, add a task to Asana or to Trello or to Slack, add a task that says to write this person's name a thank you card. If you wanted to do that, if I would say definitely automate the thank you card, but for the things you can't automate, at least you could create a task. You could create a Google task for you to do it um, so that you're starting to see your task list show up through the forms rather than like, oh, you get a form in, you see a form response, and then you have to like remember what to do. It doesn't formally go on any to-do list. So when I'm talking about forms, they might be forms from your website. They might be forms from a Google form. Uh, it might be a PayPal form. It might be any form that you have on your website that somebody had to enter information into. Those usually have Zapier integrations where you can say, now that that person has centered this form, I need you to do this with this platform. So I need you to send an email through Google. I need you to add a task, okay? So tasks are an amazing way to make sure that you are keeping all of your to-do list in order. So the final thing is kind of advanced, but it's really like what you can start like to see. So I use Google Suite for mostly everything, mainly because it's free, okay? And it runs together really well. Like their suite of products run together really well. So Google has made it so that you can do a lot of things, integrations within their different products. So for data collection, let's say you want to send out a survey on how your services went. I do a pre and a post test survey so I can compare if life skills have developed over the time they were in the program. But even if you just do a, a, a survey at the end that says, you know, did this help you? How satisfied were you with this program? A survey that is helps you evaluate your program. What's so nice about that is in the form, the Google form itself, you can actually have all the responses sent to a Google Sheet. So now you are seeing your responses in a different way and it's in a, a spreadsheet. And if you go one step further, you can use Google Data Studio, which is actually now called Looker Studio, but you can have all of these things feed into a dashboard that show, you know, what your average rating on your program is or how uh, your program broken down by race, your program broken down by location, like all the data points that you would like on a dashboard to easily show about your program, all of your um, key performance indicators or your valuation metrics, you can literally have them feed automatically. So people enter your program, they finish your program, they fill out a form. That goes directly to a Google Sheet, which goes directly to a Looker Data Studio, which literally just keeps this beautiful dashboard of like pie charts and different, you choose how you want it displayed for different uh, data pieces. But you have this evergreen automated system running. So every single time somebody goes through one of your programs, they fill out this form, the form gets added to the sheet, the sheet adds to the data on the dashboard. And Here's even bigger. You can take this data studio and you can embed it in your website. So you could literally say like our impact and have this dashboard embedded. And then you never need to go and like create a graphic in Canva or create a new impact, you know, graphic or infographic or whatever. 
because literally your dashboard is live and breathing and every time somebody new goes through the program, their data is added to this dashboard and it changes, so it's always updated. So that is like another way to just like, I'm telling you, you invest on the front end and if you're like, that's great, Rebecca, I have no clue how to do Google Data Studio and it's completely over my head and that sounds nice, but it's overwhelming. Start thinking about getting some budget to hire somebody to do that then. So even if you're like, I don't know how to set up automations, like, and it's over my head and I'm exhausted or whatever, you can go on Upwork and ask for somebody, an automations consultant, or ask for somebody to help you set up your automations for these systems and it is worth it. Let's say they charge you 500 bucks to set up all your stuff or they do 25 bucks an hour to set up some of these for you and to walk you through it. It is so worth it. Like imagine if every time somebody came and was added to your newsletter, they got a welcome sequence. Every time they gave a donation, they got a donor cultivation sequence automated. Imagine if all your social media was already scheduled. Imagine if everybody that was supposed to got a handwritten note from you. Imagine if every time you needed a task added to your to-do list, it was done without you needing to add it. And imagine you were able to collect data automatically that fed to a dashboard that you could have on your website. And all of that is zero, zero effort from you after the first time. So as much as I say hire somebody because some you don't need to learn it all. Like I, I have learned a lot of stuff, but I'm getting to the point where it's like, I learned enough. I don't want to learn some things, okay? And, or at least I want somebody to really walk me through and, and, and show it. And so, then get somebody, get somebody that's really good at automations and make automations a priority and figure out how you can get somebody to mentor you through that or pay, like go on Upwork. I I mean, when I want just like a poster made, I want a flyer made, I want a form made, like you can go and get somebody for 25 bucks to just do it. So start thinking about your time. What's the value of your time? What are you willing to spend money on and, or what are you willing to spend time on And then if you could be doing other things, more mission critical things, maybe getting funding, focusing on the things that you are the only one that can do them, then it it doesn't need to be all or nothing. I feel like uh, nonprofits often are like, I have to wear all the hats because I can't hire a full-time staff for $40,000 a year. Okay, there's an in-between. There's getting somebody for a hundred bucks to do something. There's getting somebody, you know, for 20 bucks an hour to do something real quickly, okay? And then if you make a really good relationship with one of those people, then you can keep them on as just somebody that does some hourly work for me for you whenever you need it. And if you can afford that, then I would definitely, that's, that's like starting your delegation journey, right? Okay? And one thing I would say about that is make sure they're the expert. My biggest complaint about consultants or contractors is when they go, sure, whatever you need. Yeah, we can do that, sure, yeah. No, I need, if I am hiring you, it's because I don't know what I'm doing. So don't say whatever you want or whatever you need. I don't even know what I need. I want a contractor or an expert that's coming in and saying, "Uh, you don't wanna set up your automation like this. It would be even better if you set it up like this. And this is why we're doing it this way. It's the same thing like when I go get to get my hair done and I sit down and they're like, so what did you want? I'm like, I don't know, I'm not a hairdresser. I have no clue how I should tell you to cut my hair. I would like some suggestions. I want you to tell me what would look good on me, okay? 
And that's why my hair looks like this because I don't know what to tell them. Okay, let's recap. I hope you guys are jazzed up about automations. Like I hope you are like, all right, we're doing automations. Make it a point by the end of 2023 that you are going to set up some of these automations. The world is changing. I mean, half of these things, the written notes, the email sequence, half of these things that I talked to you about, they have AI built in so that you can usually, that you can literally have them write the things for you. They can write the email sequence. They can write the social media posts. They can write the handwritten notes for you. So like take advantage, okay? Work smarter, not harder. I want you to get your email sequences up and running, get a social media scheduler, get written notes, get automated tasks. Get some type of project management software so that you are have a place to put tasks and have your volunteers start using that. I used to even tell my volunteers, like they'd come to me and like, hey, Rebecca, this really needs to get done. And I was not in a space and I would say, create a task and assign it to me. That's where I'll look at my tasks. Okay. And then finally you can do data collection. Okay. So if you're still like completely overwhelmed and wondering like, oh, this is so much, please go grab that secrets web class where we tell you how to run a thriving nonprofit without killing yourself. You deserve to run your nonprofit and serve this world without feeling like always overwhelmed and maxed out and at capacity and burnt out. Okay. We need you. We need you to not be burnt out. We need you to be able to show up and be energized and excited and feel like light to be able to serve this world. Okay. So prioritize that. Go grab that. That's at forpurposelive.com slash secrets. I would love it if you make sure to like and subscribe. I will be coming out with new episodes every week. And uh, in the comments, let me know of the one automation that you are definitely going to get set up this year. And if there's an automation that you already use that like you love or a service that you already use that has helped you big time, please drop it because there's so many services out there. There's new ones every day and you could really help somebody else as well. Thank you so much for your service to this world. Until next time.